Welcome to Y2 Killers. I'm Dr. Benny Graves, the Bulldick Twilight Zone MacGuffin to your teen slasher. And with me, as always, is the woman that makes me want to be a ghost face when I'm an Aldi brand ghoul face. The lady that makes me feel like I need to be a badass, like Steven Seagal or Tommy Lee. Hammy Swammy Blecky Sammy. It's me! Jessica. It's me, Jessica, who has (coughs) heartburn or indigestion because she's old. Upset stomach. Diarrhea. No, I have like indigestion in my throat from like yesterday. <laughs> well, what have we been up to? Uh, well, we had well, say Sunday morning, but most recently Friday night we had our date night at Monster Vegan. We love Monster Vegan. The chef there, our friend Gabe, Gabe! is a master of vegan cuisine. Yeah, and if you haven't been there. Uh, if you are not a vegan, it will do a lot to blow you away as to how far vegan cuisine has gone. Yeah, because we've brought our very non-vegan friends there who are very much like foodie, like meat eater people. And they're like, this is vegan? This is so good. Like, and the texturally, usually like sometimes you can get the spice right and like textures off or vice versa. But like, I feel like Monster Vegan actually does like one of the best jobs at texture for like their meat proteins and for like their flavor. I, th- I think everything's so freaking good. And that Caesar salad. I don't know what's in there. Freaking Caesar salad. It's, it's so good. good. It's, it's so good. good. Get the Caesar salad. They've mastered the, uh, the dressing. I know that you're like, Sarah, it's a Caesar salad. I'm like, as somebody who makes her own dressings, it's hard to replicate a vegan Caesar. And I don't know how they do it. But and everything else they do also is like all their pasta, their sandwiches, their appetizers are fucking bombed. And it's all horror themed. And there are some deep cuts in there. They've got like. Uh, a cocktail that's based on From Beyond called Humans Are Such Easy Prey. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I got, didn't I? You yeah. did. Uh, they've got sandwiches called the Fulci and the Bava. They've got specials every week. It makes me horny. Yeah, but they're very good. So they're on the, you know, vegan spectrum. They're more of like the junk food vegan, um, like indulgent. Like they're not going to mm. be like, which is my favorite form of veganism. Me too. Uh, I can make healthy stuff all day long at home and I do. But when I go out, I want something that I'm like, no, I wasn't going to like double fry or like take this prep work. So like, they're really good if you want to actually impress your friends with some vegan food. Uh, and they're right in Philly in the neighborhood. And parking can be a little tricky around there. A so- little dicey. So just like, but where isn't parking dice? Well, that's what I'm saying. Just like get there early so you have enough time to like spot hunt. And uh, last night I went to go see uh, Final Gasp, yeah, who I heard about uh, from Ten Minutes to Late Night. They had talked about them as like a worthy 
uh, Sam Hain Danzig kind of worship band. Yeah. 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 Looks like. <laughs> Looks like. And um, <laughs> uh, they were amazing. I'm I'm a huge fan. They just signed to Relapse, and they have a full album coming out. And they've kind of evolved from that, you know, Sam Hain worship into their own beast. Uh, we also yeah. saw the band Vosh play. They were really good. They kind of reminded me of like a, a industrial mix with Susie and the Banshees type vocals. Very, very danceable, cool. like very 80s cool. stuff. Very goth. Very goth. Very cool. Um, yeah. So I I buried the lead. We're talking about Wishcraft right. from 2002, directed by two men. Two, two? men directed oh, this. So two directors are better than one, right, Ben, in the movie world? Doubles is best. Du- doubles is best. Uh, tri- triples, triples is better. Richard Wank and Danny Graves. That dude's stealing my shit. Is this shit. just your name? Yeah, I actually did all of the uh, the the bull dick Twilight Zone shit. That That's was my thought. input. I, I, you um, are obsessed with bull dicks. This year in horror, you mess with the bull, you get the dick. You know. That's true. That's, Everyone, that's that, a saying. That right? is the saying. That's the saying. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of winners from this year in horror. Signs. I love signs. I know people give signs a bunch of shit, but it was filmed like 40 minutes from our house, like where I used to live in Bucks County. And like, I like signs. And I know Mel Gibson's a real piece of shit, but I do love when Joaquin Phoenix freaks out and he's watching the video on the TV. I legit, that fucking scared me for years, bro. For years. Um, Fear.com, not so much. Not so much. But we will eventually cover that. <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever seen all. I, I think I've seen a lot of previews and like video clips from the early and days the of the internet. Was yeah. Omnipresent. Um, Cabin Fever. A little known man named Eli Roth comes on the scene with maybe his best movie. I believe it's pronounced Ellie Roth. Thank you so much. Pancakes! Uh, I saw Cabin Fever in theaters, so we should definitely cover that because I love Cabin Fever. I honestly avoided it. I showed it, it to you, and you were like, oh, this is actually a good movie. I was, I was like, I, I know, found dude. it really enjoyable and silly. Um, I think it might be his strongest effort. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, The Ring, big fan. Amazing. That's actually a good movie. Beautifully shot movie. Uh, and that, the American version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Blade 2, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Ah, me again. Oh, it's a cabinet of spookyosities, and in this one there's a spooky mask, so this movie will involve a spooky mask. Is there a spooky mask in Blade 2? No. Oh. I got really um, excited. Is Chris Christopherson back in two? He's back in two. <laughs> and Ron Perlman. I don't need to see Ryan in a movie. I see Ryan all the time. Uh, and then last, but certainly not least for us as a podcast, 2002 is the year that Queen of the Damned came out. I have never seen that movie, and I know I'm going to have to watch it for this fucking podcast. And I've escaped it for what, 2002 or in 2023? I've escaped it for 21 years. We might have to have Kay on that episode. Why? So she makes squishy noises in her pants the whole time? <laughs> oh, I love Lestat. Oh, he sounds like Jonathan Davis when he sings. What beautiful music. Ah! I have been buried for thousands of years. What is that that my super powerful supersonic ears are picking up? That movie posits that you could be dead for like centuries and then you're like, yeah, I love popular music. It's like, I, as an elder millennial, do not like modern music and that's only like 20 years. Like, No, I also like the idea that Lestat hears Jonathan Davies, right? 
And it's not the door. It kind of sounds like when the munchies started talking. It's not like <laughs> Guns and Roses that he's fixated on. Or like even like Nirvana. That would make sense. Sure. He's a sad boy. Or like some Nine Inch Nails. Exactly. No. It's uh. Wicka, wicka, wicka. It's even better when you do it. <laughs> um. Anyway, who's in this cast? No one. Uh, <laughs> I, that's not true. There are people. People are involved. So our main person is Brett Bumpers. What a fucking Brett Bumpers. What a fucking, that would be like you naming your kid really like, like Frank Farters or something like that, right? Or Fred Fredberger. Fred Fredberger. Fred Fredberger. Uh, Michael Weston, who's kind of cute. I think he's a cutie. Like he's not an ugly dude. He's not hunky, but like. You think he's cute? Like not- I think he looks like a goober. Oh no, I think he looks just like a guy. You know, just we know him guy. as playing one of the, I guess, jocks in Cherry Falls. Cherry Falls, but he's listed as being in the Dukes of Hazard mm-hmm. movie. He was Kenny in Garden State, but I saw that movie when it came out, so like twenty years ago. Uh, stay to play as Hank. He's in the Good Doctor in one episode. He does like a lot of. He's like what you would deem a working actor. You know, yeah, he just- does a lot of small parts. He was in a million little things. I don't know. Isn't that the adaptation? Order. Wait, isn't oh, a million little things the adaptation <gasps> of that? Wait. Oh my god. No. I think he was Olivia's brother in <sighs> Law and Order SVU. Hold on. I'm listening. You can fill in the dead time while I figure this out. <gasps> he played Simon Marsden, who I believe. <gasps> yes. So it's when Olivia finds out that she has a biological brother, Simon, but then he ends up being a fucking total batshit crazy person. Okay, everybody knows what I'm talking about. That that's this guy. Okay. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then we have Alexandra da, 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 Holden. Da, da, da. <laughs> we have Alexandra Holden. Um, and she's our main girl, Samantha Warren. Um And I guess she's known for friends. She was friends, she was Elizabeth and Friends. <clears throat> she played Ross's girlfriend, and I'm pretty sure her dad was Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis was dating Rachel um in the series, and then Bruce Willis was mad that his daughter was dating Ross, but even like if you looked at like oh, him and Jennifer. Come Aniston, to the coast. Come to the fucking coast. You find out your daughter's dating a total fucking loser. Ross is the fucking worst, but like But wait, 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 wait. Also, it's important to note that she is a dead ringer for, like, a stunt double for Amy Smart. Yeah. She's cute, though. I I think she's really cute. uh, As her boyfriend is Huntley Ritter, which is a hard... He played less in Bring It On, and all the girls will know him as... He's one of the two boys in Bring It On. He's the of the Ritter family, it turns out. Yeah, I guess, probably. (laughs) Um, He was less in Bring It On, and he was the one with, like, the puffy lips. He has, like, puffy lips. Y'all will recognize him. Okay. And then, as Mr. Turner's Austin Pendleton. Oh, shit. Austin Pendleton. Yeah, Slumming it. Yeah, he was in Short Circuit as Howard Marner, the Muppet movie, uh, a bunch of other stuff. I didn't really do a bunch of homework on him. So I saved this joke for you. Austin Pendleton, who's that's the history teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a dead ringer for like a cinematic version of R.L. Stein. (laughs) And there's a reveal late in the movie, and I was like, so R.L. Stein was Ghostface all along? Yeah, uh, in Finding Nemo, he played Gurgle. I don't know which one the Gurgle course, is, Gurgle. but he was Gurgle. He was cut because he was too racist as a character. <laughs> uh, the guy that played Howie is AJ Buckley. He was in a bunch of stuff that makes me sad looking. Sam McMurray as Dad Bumpers. That's literally his credit as. Oh my God, Dad Bumpers? Dad Bumpers. But Sam McMurray, y'all would know from Raising Arizona, Drop Dead Gorgeous, LA Story. 
Adam Stanley values as Don Buckman. Now I'm I, imagining. Wait, wait. Now I'm imagining a, a, like a Jersey Shore T-shirt that would say, "They're not. Uh, what are they called? They're not love handles. They're dad bumpers. They're dad bumpers." And I know he was in Freaks and Geeks as the one dude's dad, and yeah. uh, I think it was Sam's dad. Or Sam's whatever. dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was also in Friends as Doug. I think he was Chandler's boss. I'm pretty sure that's who he was. So all these people have just had like illustrious like working TV actor careers. careers yeah but most importantly i'm gonna save the last two we have <sighs> mr meatloaf as detective sparky shaw that's his name sparky i think they shaw. probably say it once they say it once uh but meatloaf and he like showed up on screen and then was like what? What? I was like, it's fuck? Meatloaf. He's like, no, you're joking. I was like, no, it's fucking Meatloaf, dude. Well, I couldn't believe my eyes that he would be in this movie. Uh, and then we also have Zelda Rubenstein as the medical examiner, and she's in all of three scenes. Same with Meatloaf. They're both like in three scenes. Strong belief that most of their scenes together were, were shot, shot in the one same day. afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's oh, last but not least, he was only in one fucking scene, but Michael Bauer as Tony, but we all know him as Donkey Lips. From oh, salute shit. your shorts. He literally shows, shows up, up once and is instantaneously. He has dead. like a word. He's like, Tony? And th- that's like it. And it's he's just dead. He says uh, his own name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if a character appeared for one scene and we're just like Ben? And then dead. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe they like refer to themselves in the third person. This movie has like not many like stars, but lots of working actors. It and does. I have no hate, no shame. And meatloaf and Tangina and Tangina and Donkey Lips. So um, there is a uh, some star the stars power. are out tonight. <laughs> um, there is no trivia. There's oh, no trivia. There's also this. no soundtrack. I tried to Shazam a few songs because there was like that butt rock song. We're like, this has to be a real song. And Shazam was like, yo, girl, I don't fucking know. Oh, the weird Nine Inch Nails yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. And then later on in the scene where not Amy Smart seduces bumpers. Um, <laughs> she, uh, I just think you have bumpers <laughs> and bowling. Like when you're yeah, like yeah, a little kid, exactly. that's like what I'm thinking of. And uh, she plays like a bootleg Portis head song. Yeah, that was the one I was trying to look up. And it was I think just I like, found it, but uh, whatever. Yeah, most of it's just like soundtrack work, which is like. It's weird because it should fall in that time where we cared about soundtracks still. I guess, like, budget-wise, they just didn't have any money to, like, I think it may be it. shocking for you to discover, but I don't know that a lot of people cared about Wishcraft. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we start out, right, with this Nine Inch Nails, seven knockoff yeah, intro. Yeah, the literal, the whole time we were watching this intro, I was like, huh, I, too, have seen the movie Seven and a Nine Inch Nails closer music video. Type Continue. Writers, typewriters are spoopy in the digital age. Typewriters be scary, bro. But also, it's one of those things where they're playing. This is when they're playing this like Lincoln Park esque song. You also think it's a lot brutal, like more brutal than they were. Yeah, the intro does not pretend no. what's going to happen. The intro's pretty cool. But uh, uh, so yeah, we we cut to two thirty year olds, including uh, <laughs> everybody. This movie is like 50 now. We're going to call him Bumpers, right? Brett Bumpers. That's Brett his name Bumpers. that they gave this character. And uh, not Amy Smart. Uh, they talk about her name is Samantha. Samantha. I have sex with all the boys. <laughs> uh, and they are talking about the World War II non-aggression pact in a high school cra- classroom, right? Yeah. And he is bashful. That's w- what would be the script directions, right? Bashful boy bumpers. Bashful baby Bouncing bumpers. Bouncing baby boy bumpers was born on Bayou 
banana day. I don't know. I was running out of B words. Baby Billy's Bible bumpers. Baby Bill Bible bumpers. Uh, and he is talking to Samantha and he clearly has like moon eyes for her hardcore anime eyes. Well, he's getting his dick all fucking hard by watching her put a pen in her mouth because, hey, boys, what's sexier than a woman chewing on a pen? It would be like if a squid man came. Whoa. Are we in like a Japanese porno yes, now? <laughs> exactly. Um, we love tentacle porn. And essentially she's asking him what he's into and he's like, I like food and stuff. Well, he would like give like. Okay, there's one thing I will compliment this movie Some on. Some of the dialogue. Some of the dialogue all. is very teenager like accurate where yes. you're just like I'm a dumb boy and she's like what do you like and he's like I like history and movies and food and girls. And right. And then she says because her boyfriend looks like a handsome squid Cody. Cody looks like handsome squidward version of Andy Samberg. Yeah, he does. Right. Uh she's like, "Oh, uh, I told Cody you weren't gay. He thinks any guy who doesn't play sports is gay. And I was like, this is period accurate. Yeah, there's actually a lot of period accurate stuff in here. Like, where I'm like, oh, you don't play sports? You must be gay. Yep. Hello, 2000s. Um, he drives a moped, so he's a nerd. Have you ever met somebody that drove a moped? Ever. Ever. Um, I, A lot of people drove, mo- like, kind of mopeds or scooters no, I'm on talking the like, island. But, like... In America. Yeah, no, no. No. The moped thing was such a 2000s thing, and I think they just in bring it on, but, like, I've never met anyone who's driven a moped, ever. Well, he goes home, and his parents, his whole family's, like, roasting him for yeah! not having a date to the, the spring dance called the Spring Blast, which has to be, like, a cum shot I'll joke. I'll spring right? your blast. I thought it was just, okay. Good. Pop that blast open. Popping that spring blast. Blast that spring blast on me, Daddy. What if you like came a bunch of flowers? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? That's what I was just thinking about. Like, you know how like people do like rogue pollinating and they take like shakers full of seeds and they like, drop them everywhere so there's like native plants. But what if that was like porn version of that? I think there's like a bunch of '70s animators that would like a word with you. <laughs> um, in class, they're talking about World War II more, right? And, and- my favorite war the best war in my opinion <laughs> yeah the coolest war no doubt <laughs> no but if you were to ask like a kid what war, war is the best to learn about okay world war ii <laughs> is really fucking cool nazis are cool as fuck not in a good way but like learning how awful nazis were as a kid oh my God. that shit was joking <laughs> i'm not saying it was good but you're like this is true villain shit like everybody else before that you're like i don't know it's some old guy doing stuff but this is like truly horrible wicked stuff with that being said, Nazis are bad. Stomp them out. Yeah, Fash deserves death. Um, they're back in history class, right? And <laughs> back in history class. Ben's gonna kill me. Go they're on. talking about uh, World War II again, and the, uh, the professor R.L. Stein <laughs> is lecturing his students who are not very attentive. And this was when we figured out who the killer was. Spoilers. Because all the students are really shitty to him. And he, They're so mean. And Brett is the only one who cares Brett about... Bumpers. Brett Bumpers. is the only one who cares about history because he wants to go back in time to change his last name from Bumpers. <laughs> uh, and he's doomed to continue with that life. Uh, and then a goth girl walks in. Desiree. Desiree. A new girl named Desiree. She... Kind of comes to nothing yeah. for all of her introduction and intermittent inter like scenes. This right? movie feels like a cut. lot was cut, 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 cut. If you 
one, don't watch this movie. But if you do, <laughs> it's on Tubi. Yeah. Yeah. It's on yeah. Tubi. So watch it for free. Don't pay for this movie. But there's a lot of stuff you can tell. It suffers from what Cherry Falls suffers from, which is you're like, oh, there's an entirely different movie here. Yeah, but with Cherry like, Falls delivers. Yeah. Cherry Falls ultimately. is much better. There's a, there's a cohesion to Cherry Falls, which we'll talk about is missing here. Yeah. But like, you can definitely tell this movie is like, there's a baffling clearly rewriting job and there's definitely some i suspect attempts to merge things together to make it more palatable but anyway the goth girl walks in and she's harassed by a guy who i described as he looks like a rocket power character and he's both a stoner and an eager idiot we later find out that character is howie yeah who who is is brett bumper's best friend best friend and i say that four times brett bumper's best friend bet but no I knew him from the guy in Disturbing Behavior who rips out that dude's fucking septum ring that was in the commercial. Oh, That's shit. that dude. And I didn't look him up on IMDb because I assume he's just... Disturbing Behavior, yeah. a better a better movie. movie. Better movie, yeah. Um, and Katie Holmes. <laughs> oh, hachi, machi. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so Howie is eagerly trying to... At first, I was like, is he doing the thing where he's like being an asshole on purpose? No, I think he's supposed to be dumb. What we ultimately discover is that the actor playing Howie is doing a Matthew Lillard, as we say in the industry. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, the uh, Professor R.L. Stein's talking to the jocks, and he's like, <laughs> we're talking about Hitler, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, you know, that other Hitler. And then, you know, handsome Squidward Andy Samberg, he's like not interested in being smart. Neither is his dumb jock compatriot Jimbo. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. Who's like, Hitler died? Um, so Brett like pretty much tries to whisper the answer to Samantha. Yeah. And Professor Arlstein's like, Brett, just fucking tell me the answer. Yeah. You're the only competent individual here. Yeah. Right? And it's co- sort of like Scooby-Doo because we met this extremely frustrated man. Mm-hmm. And what could he possibly do? What could he possibly do? Uh, yeah. So we cut to Brett talking to his buddy on video phone. This is actually pretty accurate. It looked like they were on like QuickTime or something. Is that like, Howie retrospective? Yeah, that's Howie retrospective. Right, yeah. Because he's only got like one friend in this movie. It's, it's weird Howie. because he's wearing the beanie in the first scene and yeah. now he has hair. And I was like, who's that kid? But it's really good dialogue here. Like, I thought that this was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Howie's like roasting him for liking Samantha. And he's like, oh, I wonder why she likes this like super statuesque jock and not you. Brett Bumpers. Brett Bumpers. She can't wait to be Mrs. Bumpers. Smash cut to the tree that they sit under at Howie and Brett Bumpers. That looked like a nice tree to sit under. It did. And they eat black licorice, which is disgusting. Jesus Christ. They're not Norse, so there's no reason why they would do that. And they're not into black metal, so I'm not understanding it. Nothing is more dark than to feel disgusting textures in your mouth. Did you want candy that's like bitter, but also salty? It's like depression candy. It is. Uh, they have the obligatory clicks conversation, which in my opinion, the best, most self-aware scene chewing scene of describing the clicks is in disturbing behavior. Yeah. Um, when the two goths describe it to our, to what's his face? Oh, the Chris Cross. Chris Cross. Yeah. The handsome guy. He was in Smallville. Small guy. Small man. Yeah. That guy. Um, and then this is where I pinpointed because like how he's like yucking it up and making jokes and he's making weird sounds. And I was like, oh, he's Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Brett gets a package. He comes home from school. He gets a package. 
I wonder if the letter that we saw being written in the intro is attached. I'd like to point out there's no way that one stamp would cover that postage. Even back in the early 2000s, that seems unbelievable to me. That is a hefty wooden box full of a horse penis. Sorry, bull penis. Go on. Bull pizzle. Bull pizzle. Is that um, P. Diddy's new name? <laughs> bull pizzle. That would be something that like Fred Durst would say in a song. That bull pizzle. Bull pizzle in the hot dog water. Um, I'm sorry, the glizzy water. <laughs> the the glizzerps. Can I tell you that glizzy freaks me out? That word like freaks me out. It's so gross. Glizzy. It's- oh, glizzy. I don't like. It just like sounds like glistening, and I'm like a glistening hot dog just seems gross. Glizzy Bourdain. <laughs> Go on. Glizzy Borden. Ew. <gasps> yes, that's your porn star name is Glizzy Borden. Oh, but shit. But you're like a goth, like kind of like weird, like metal porn star. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. We're taking I'm, like the wrestling aspect of like the glam kind I'm of stuff. I'm always wearing those like latex black gloves up to my elbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Uh, anyway, yeah, he gets a package and it's got the letter attached and it's essentially like this will grant you three wishes, right? Use it wisely. From a secret friend. And it's in a, like a little sarcophagus. And immediately we were both like, ah, oh, it's a monkey's paw thing. Okay. Yeah, it's monkey's dick. Now. <laughs> then, Do monkeys have dicks? And that's how the movie. Is it like a, like a, like a dog dick? It's just like a little red rocket pop. That's out? how the movie Outbreak started. <laughs> uh, but the thing is that when you introduce a monkey's paw element like this, right? The, the idea is that by making the wishes, there are consequences. Yes. What we will later discover is there really are no consequences. It- Appears that there are zero consequences, and if it weren't for all the murdering happening, it but seems that people could get away with all this. We'll wishing. get into it. We'll get into it. But essentially, we find out that that the the scream element of this is almost all removed from the the magic element. Yeah, there are this, two right? movies, as we've said. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a bull dick in a wood <laughs> sarcophagus, and uh. We get a scene of, I think he opens it when Howie's there. Yeah. And they're sort of inspecting it. And Howie is displaying the biggest lie of the early 2000s, which is that you could strap a CD player sideways oh, to your belt. Oh, you were very mad about this. You cannot do that. It would skip. Well, Howie throughout this whole movie has like his backpack like latched onto him. He had like one of those backpacks that had like the front straps and like the waist strap. And I was That's just like, accurate. I was like, Howie, why are you constantly in this fucking backpack? You there were have- kids who always had. Well, backpack. there was like there was like the weird kids. Do you remember the weird kids that like even in high school would put their hoods over their heads and like carry their jackets that way with like yeah. their backpacks on yeah. them? And you're like, okay, you're odd. Anyway, so Brett, obviously, given the power to do anything he wants with the world, yep. uh, but realistically, as a teenager who He's has a reptile brain, yeah. wishes for Samantha to go to the spring dance with him. And then- Spring blast. Yeah, the, the cum shot blast. <laughs> and, Flower blast. And then she asks him. <laughs> she asks him. And he had her poster on his wall. <laughs> and, and then she asked him to marry her. But she's dying. And he didn't want to say yes, but he did. And she's beautiful, but she's, but she's dying. dying. <laughs> she's going to be okay, though. And triples of the wishes on the bull dick is best. And he doesn't live in a hotel. And we're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saved this whole bit for you. Because <laughs> triple wishes is best. <laughs> <laughs> because when she asked him to the dance, I was like, and then she asked me. I had her poster on my wall and she asked me to marry her uh okay we can't keep doing this this can't be the whole podcast um anyway and 
Sam comes up to Cody, her boyfriend, and she's like, I asked uh, Bumpers, Brett Bumpers. <laughs> Brett Bumpers to the fucking prom. He's like, are you fucking high? Essentially. And she's like, I don't know. And this was a really interesting scene. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> right? Because in monkey's paw scenarios, monkey paw. people wish for things. And sometimes they wish for people to be manipulated or for things to happen. Like there's yeah. a Tales from the Crypt monkey's paw bit. Or that whole episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark with the chicken claw that the kids get during trick-or-treating and they steal it from that lady's house. And he's like, I want to win this race. But then the big dog comes out of nowhere and bites the other fucking kid. And that's how the one kid wins the race. Yes. yes. But more importantly, like, for example, in that Tales from the Crypt movie, there's a monkey's paw bit. Yeah. And one of the monkey's paw bits that they wish for is they're like, I wish our son was alive, but then he's been, um, what's what's it called? He's been like already preserved, Ugh. and so he's like screaming and dying in an agony, right? But he's brought in by these pallbearers, his coffin, and I was always like, do those guys know what's going on? Yeah. And I always wondered about the person who's being monkey's pawed. Are they kind of like, why am I doing this? And this movie. You know, almost a comedic way approaches that where yeah. she's like, I don't know why I asked Brett Bumpers to the dance. Yeah. Um. Anyway, th- th- it's just an interesting thing where, like, they sort of almost address this, that uh, these monkeys, Paul wishes, like, cause people to be coerced and they yeah. don't know why. Um. At the taxidermy shop, Brett brings the bull pizzle. Bull pizzle. And he comes with Howie, and Howie's yucking it up. He's chewing the scenery, <laughs> right? Uh, but the guy at the shop is clearly an eBay guy. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, I'll give you $30 for it. And then, like, Brett's like, no. And he's like, 150 Look, I know what I have. <sighs> this curiosity shop looks so cool, but it reminds me of, like, all curiosity shops where you go in, and it's like... That's not for sale. That's not for Mm -hmm. sale. That's not for sale. That's $200. And it's got five layers of dust on it. And you're like, I'll give you a buck 50. And they're like, no fucking way, bro. And you're like, okay. Like, Um, I know what it is on eBay. Then I'm going to go to eBay. Well, literally, that's why I started like wanting to be like, oh, it's this on eBay. Okay, I'll go to eBay then. Yeah. Because you know what I don't have to do? I don't have to leave my fucking house to go on eBay. And I drove my my ass here. So fuck you. That's right. It's all about thrifting and putting your foot down. Put your foot down, bitches. Brett goes to the dance, right? Oh, real quick. So, yeah, that this is where we first identify that the totem is a bull dick. Yeah. Right? And they're like, ew, that's gross, but that's not going to stop us from using it. Yeah. Anyway, Brett goes to the dance with Sam, and again, like, she's not sure why she's with him. And we have a the obligatory 2000s dance scene. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in their 2000s dresses with their 2000s hair. Her 2000s hair was so good. She had, like, an updo with, like, her little twisty pieces and her little, like, butterfly clips. And I will say all the outfits in this time, like, very accurate. And this is when I sort of realized, I was suspicious before, but one of the cast members we didn't mention is Alexandra Breckenridge, who played the super hot maid in American Horror Story oh, right, season yep. one. She was in True Blood, and she's with Jimbo in yeah. this scenario. And Jimbo is kind of like the- A big, fat, gross. He reminds you of the fat dude from Varsity Blues. Well, I was going to say that he- Billy Bob. Billy Joe? He, he feels- Billy Joe Armstrong. Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah. He feels like kind of a stand-in for Donkey Lips, who then shows up for a second. Yeah, couldn't we have just had Donkey Lips? Donkey Lips through the- Release a Donkey Lips cut. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, there's a slow dance scene, and then as soon as sl- the dance is over, the spell is broken. Yeah. Which I thought was a weirdly clever and concise way of going about it. I actually it. kind of really liked that idea that the wish didn't keep on going. It was like, oh, your dance is over. That's the extent of the wish. Goodbye, movie. So then essentially, Samantha tells Bumpers, she goes, yeah, this is you know, this was fun, but I think we should go back to our normal dynamic. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, uh, Jimbo and mm -hmm. his insanely hot girlfriend. She's really cute, and her eyebrows are super thin. It was the fashion of the it time. It was. She's she's very cute, and she has like a weird, like two piece dress thing on. Very accurate. The, like yeah. Uh, they're driving back from the dance to go smooch each other and drink Shmoot. beers. Mm -hmm. And Jimbo almost gets into an accident with, uh, we talked about what this guy <laughs> looks like, right? Yes! Um, he is, uh, very close to being Christopher Maloney in Harold and Kumar. Kumar. That's what I pointed out. I was like, he looks like Christopher Maloney and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And Ben was like, wait, Christopher Maloney was in Harold and Kumar? And I was like, oh, fuck. He's the truck driver. Yeah. yeah. The, he has all those prosthetics on. Mm -hmm. Or, alternatively, he could be hobo Christopher Lloyd. In, uh, Dennis the Menace when he eats all those beans. Yeah. Bean, bean, that specifically, bean hobo. Specifically that scene when he yeah. gets all bloaty and greasy looking. Eee! Christopher Lloyd was so scary in that movie. Anyway, Jimbo and his girlfriend go to the golf course. Uh, we They do like a beach fake out yeah, where they're like, they're oh, they're laying on the, sand, on the sand. And then it zooms out and, oh, they're in the sand trap and the, and the sprinklers That's go off. That's kind of fine. Whatever. Yeah. We realize That's probably that cleaner sand than beach sand. Alexandra Breckenridge is pretty much playing the Rose McGowan character. Yeah. Even though she's barely in the movie. Barely. Uh, and then Howie is killed by what I initially hoped was- You mean Jimbo. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Jimbo, I'm sorry. They're very similar stupid names. <laughs> uh, Jimbo is killed by what I could only hope was a giant bull dick at the time, but it turns out that it's actually like a... Di it, we're going to call him Ghoul Face instead ghoul of face. Ghost Face. Huh, interesting. Hmm. Um, and fucking Ghoul Face is a katana. Well, when you figure out who the Ghoul Face is, it makes sense that this fucking nerd would have a katana. That's true. And, um, and like a hunting knife. Jimbo yeah. gets his head cut off, and it's a pretty good head prosthetic. Yeah. And then the American Horror Story made finds said head. Because it's on top of um, the flag for like uh, the little hole. So That's right. Uh, roll out the red carpet because we meet Detective Meatloaf. Woo, 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 woo. Ha! Uh, Jesse, put in uh, Meatloaf style music here and or actual Meatloaf. And then Detective Meatloaf is like, oh, yeah, this kid got his head cut off by a Jap sword. And I was like, <laughs> what? That was so in this whole movie, we don't have any F word, not the fuck word, but the other fun the F word, slur. the gay slur of the yeah. 2000s. Not in this movie. Shocking, at all. frankly. Shocking. So the closest we get is uh, Jap sword. But I like to think he was saying Jewish American princess sword. <laughs> I love the idea that it's right. You're and then she's you, just crying no, and no, nagging no. and bitching you her whole time. Zoom in on the blade and it says Tiffany Feinstein's sword because <laughs> it's been engraved in script <laughs> in Hebrew. It's called Hebrew. Darling. And the eyes are hearts. <laughs> and for some reason, it's like Tiffany blue. <laughs> we 
cut to the medical examiner's office <gasps> where we meet Tangina. Tangina, Zelda Runestein. And now Meatloaf and Tangina are in the same room. And this is the peak of the movie. This the- is the pe- Every one of these scenes, first of all, is straight up just an NCIS scene. You mean CSI Miami. Right. They're like, someone killed this boy. Well, it's Tangina, so she knife. goes, something really deliberate happened. It was a horrible accident. Detective Sparky, you find this killer. I think she says exactly he that. won't stop. She's so great. Her cadence is adorable. Top that. Uh, and then she, oh, that's her bit. That's what she says in her Tangina cadence. She goes, Jimbo was alive when the killer took his head off. <laughs> Um, the, we have the obligatory scene of the school meeting where we talk about how a student was killed. As brought up before in other episodes, whenever somebody died in my school, we didn't have a meeting. They just would announce it over like the loudspeaker and then everybody in the school would be like, oh, we were such bad friends. And I was like, you never hung out with that person ever. Whatever. Go on. Yeah, and and we find out that if you want grief counseling, you can reach out to Miss Lipinski, who's She's super hot. hot. And n- never, never seen again. I, at first, I was like, she's going to be a red herring yeah. or a character on nope. to some extent, nope. and we'll be connected to the events of the film. Zero. Nope. No. Um, we have like a scene where, so we establish the cliques, right? Yeah. And one of the things I glossed over is that the goths and the jocks are at war. <gasps> and there's like a Matchbox 20 looking motherfucker who's like head goth. I said he kind of looked like Steve Zahn who got stung by a lot of bees. Yeah. Okay. Anaphylaxis Steve Zahn. Yeah. And then essentially he says something like, more like meathead. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Matchbox 20, relax. Fucking, you're not Dane Cook yet. Uh, we cut to tutoring again. With Samantha and Brett Bumpers. Oh, I love books. And Samantha isn't sure that she wants to be Cody's football wife. That well, doesn't fair. mean that she wants to be with Brett Bumpers, but maybe she's thinking about a life outside of like pumping out multiple children and living in like a one bedroom house with her horrible future abusive husband. Yeah. Right? Uh, maybe she wants to have some wanderlust, you know, listen to some Stevie Nicks or something. Aww. Wear a flower headdress. I, I like that for her. Uh, yeah, and I was like, I'm a millennial. Uh, I don't know what the idea of wanderlust is because no. every place I visit will be underwater by the time I can afford to go there. And Brett, he listens. Wow. You know, unlike Cody, this guy opens up those ear canals and he listens. Yeah. Uh, and then, as you said, Matchbox 20 stung by bees goth guy is questioned by Meatloaf. Yeah. Because earlier he had an altercation with, with the jocks. Yep. And so they're like, oh, well, is he responsible? He's very obviously not responsible. Very obviously not. We have not placed enough emphasis on him. Uh, Howie, in a scene that, that doesn't need to exist to any extent, including the, the talking about grief scene, Howie shows up because he's horny for fucking Miss Lipinski. Yeah. And then we have a scene where it's like, this borders on like an American Pie scene, where he's like, I really need grief counseling because my dick's so hard. It's and the so, principal's like, ugh. oh, Howie, I'll grief counsel you and like hugs him. And Howie's like, no, I want pussy. It's like, like, yet again, there's just parts of this movie. You're like, oh, there was another part of this movie that like got nixed. And that's why this scene exists. But no, I don't know. It's it's a mess. Go on. At night. Brett gets out of that dick. That no, dick. I'm not talking about the one attached to him. Talking about P-Dizzle. <laughs> and wishes for Samantha to have a natural relationship where she loves him. Huh. 
I don't think wishing for it is natural, but go on. She like beelines for his house the next day because I guess he was homesick. Homesick. We don't know that though. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, this is where I, where you and I started to really imbue this film with a lot of um, not merited confidence yeah. <laughs> and intelligence. Because at this point, I was like, okay, there is a killer. And he kills with, like, human weapons. Yeah. He has to be real and not magic. Yeah. And so, my assumption at this stage was that the bull dick is not actually magic. And it's just a potentially. joke. Potentially. It's just, like, a joke that somebody sent Brett as, like, almost like uh, a placebo. You know, like, Brett's like, oh, I wish for these things, maybe, like, instilling confidence in him. So yet again, we are going way beyond what this movie actually is. But then, the issue came up of... Samantha be having the spell broken after the dance. Yeah. Which seems like a very obvious, deliberate scene. So I was like, so is magic involved? But anyway, she beelines to his house. She is horny. Horny. She's like, up. I want to hang out. And he's like, uh, okay. And she's like, no movie. You come to my house immediately. Yeah. Good for her. She knows um, what she wants, even yeah. though she's under a magic spell. Uh, Cody is not pleased with this Mm-mm. turn of events. Well, I mean, to be fair, if I were Cody and I'd be like, oh, this is my girlfriend, and all of a sudden she's hanging out with another dude, and she dumped me out of nowhere, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah. He seems a lot less concerned than he should well, be. Well, he's a handsome Squidward. I mean, he could find another pretty girl, like that girl who was dating Jimbo. He's dead now. Go fuck her. Yeah, She's exactly. got big old tittles. Exactly. She's pretty cute. Uh, Brett goes to Sam's pink hellscape Barbie room, right? I like her room. Where she listens to Not Portishead. Not Portishead. And that um, girl would never listen to Not Portishead, though. She would never listen to them. She'd be putting on, like, what is this, uh, early 2000s? So she'd be, like, an R&B kind of, probably, she thing. She on a Jewel album. she put, like, some Usher on. Ooh. And Usher's she hot. gets naked. And she cute. She cute. She in great shape. Um, and she, I like how she's like wearing like a crocheted duster what and the, the outfit fuck? underneath that she has to like go to the side zip. Yeah. I was like, there is nothing less sexy than a side zipper, like a back zipper. You're like, oh, my arms behind me. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of hot. Front zip, obviously very hot. No zip at all. And just a little sling down. Hot. I love side it. zip is like, let me awkwardly go to the side to pull near my fucking armpit to get this thing off me. I love when it's a back zip and she has to pull her arms back because then she's defenseless from my cattle gun. <laughs> Hashtag. I like to think your no cattle. No country for old men. I like to think your cattle gun though is like a net gun. <laughs> um, anyway. And then you're just catching cows and nets. Uh, it's a sensual scene, right? Sure. And then Howie and him are hanging out and he's like, He's constantly heckling this goth chick. Yeah. He's harassing her. Yes, he is. That's what he's doing. But in the 2000s, it's just a little bit of flirting. Just plain old flirting. Anyway, um, because these wishes are coming true, and this is where we're truly confused, you and I, in the film. Yeah. Because now magic is happening, but also there is clearly a ghost face-esque killer, and how do these Ghoul things face. connect? Ghoul face. TM. Um... <laughs> So Brett goes to Professor R.L. Stein and talks to him about magic and But we like show up halfway through this scene. Yeah. Like there's no like setup or anything. There's no like serious pondering. He's like, and this is how magic worked. And Brett's well, like Well, it he's kind of talking about it like a degrade Udo Kier. Yeah. But he also does this thing where he's like, Well, science has superseded magic, so don't worry about it. It's not magic, Brett. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. 
Uh, and I said, you better not be thinking at this point, it. I was like, so he's the killer, right? Who gave Brett the ultimate tool who then Brett squandered yes. to go after a girl. Well, that's what we both like figure out. We're like, oh, Brett's his favorite student. Cause Brett's the only one that fucking cares. So clearly this old RL Stein looking fuck gave him this thing to wish that like the rest of his class was intelligent or society was intelligent, which raises a lot more questions when we find out all this stuff, but go on. And then Howie rightfully points out, there's like a scene that's, again, fairly self-aware. Again, there's a lot of all over the place. Some of the dialogue, atrocious. Yeah. Some of the dialogue, clearly well-written. Yeah. This is a case of editing and chopping and studio, chopping and studio interference. Uh, Howie points out to Brett, he's like, these wishes aren't natural. No. Like, she doesn't love you because of your merits. She loves you because you made it happen. And th- that, like, this movie actually posits a lot of that kind of stuff where it's like, yeah, in the real world, like, if you had any self-awareness, which we assume this kid has some because he's pretty intelligent for at least a teenage boy. And it's like, yeah, this girl doesn't actually fucking love you, dude. Don't, wouldn't you rather meet somebody who actually loved you and you didn't wish to love you? Like, no. It's an alpha move to use my bull dick. <sighs> they- You're actually looking really handsome right now, by the way. Thanks, honey. Yeah. You look beautiful. There's that face. We uh, cut to the pool party memorial (gasps) for Jimbo. Okay, this is great because I love her outfit and for all my other ladies out there, or my my mint, whatever, she's wearing platform like fabric flip-flop sandals, but they have like flowers on the side of them. I was very jealous. They're very cute. Go on. I do like the idea that the popular kids are like, yeah, it's a memorial party where I'm going to black out drunk for my friend. From Melanie Bosnick. And uh, Howie, sorry, uh, at that party, one of the jocks is pretty much like, we're going to have fun tonight, bumpers, suggesting that there will be some sort of altercation. Yes. There's not. There's nope, nothing. Nothing happens. Meanwhile, Howie lies his way into Brett's house for the wish stick. Wish stick. And he, is wish stick like kind of like wish.com, but it's like the off brand like dildos yes. like wish stick. Oh, no, those are <laughs> like they're not actually like silicone. You put so, so like, many microplastics in your vagina. No, I was thinking it was more like it was shorting out because like it's like coded wrong. Oh, so, like, so when you finally come, like you get fucking electrocuted. It was a real shocking orgasm. <laughs> uh, Talk about the shocker at the hashtag Dane Cook <laughs> hashtag marrying a 15 year old. Oh. It really is stuck in the 2000s, huh? At the biker bar. Biker hog bar. Wild. Or Wild Hog. I'm not quite sure. No, it's Hog Wild. Is it? Yeah. All right. We all know Wild Hogs is the Tim Allen Okay, but that movie didn't come out just yet. So maybe it's Wild Hog or it's Hog Wild. I don't know. Howie is dressed. I'm dyslexic. It could be both at the same time for me. Like he's going to his first discharge show and he wants to be a badass, he says, like Tommy Lee or Steven Seagal. Uh, because just- he loves Russia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the wishing doesn't work, right? No, and we wishing. get him worked over by a bunch of bikers in this, like, it's like a boner comedy bit. Yeah. He walks in, he's trying to be a badass, and he's, like, pushing bikers around, and then they smash his head into a car in a way that would get him concussed. Oh, yeah. You'd, you'd have some real bad fractures. Uh, that night, Howie, who is nursing his ouchy head, Ouchies. goes to the bathroom and comes back, and then you're like, well, that's not ghoul face stalking him because they're wearing a ski mask and it's Bumpers. For some reason, faking to Why? pretend to be, I don't know. And Bumpers is like, yo, you took my dick. Give me my <laughs> dick back, bro. Give me my pee dizzle back, yo. And we'll find out later on. In Again, the, this scene is important. 
to this movie because yeah. later on we find out more mechanics of the magic dick. Magic dick. Which is Take a ride on the magic dick. <laughs> Remember that song, Magic Stick? Yes. Uh, Out front of the school, there's another goth versus jock fight. Goth jocks! Between Matchbox 20 and this, like, beefy jock dude. Mm -hmm. And it's the same beefy jock dude who threatened bumpers at the pool party. Yeah, whose name I can't remember. I don't know. Let's call him Brad. Yeah, let's call him, uh, I don't know, Clumpo. S9. Yeah. Everything is getting... And, oh yeah, one of the kids goes, everything is getting worse. And I was like... Yeah, And at this point, I was like, okay, so they're... The the dick is causing violence? Question mark? It isn't. No. No. Answer no. Um the jock dude who started the fight with with stung by bees Steve Zahn mm. uh goes to the locker room or he's taking a, lo- a shower after Ew. gym. Okay, and I asked you this yeah. and I'm asking everybody else this. Did you ever shower in your high school locker room like ever? Ever? Like fucking gross. Like we didn't play high school sports, but even if I played high school sports, I wouldn't fucking shower there. I just shower in my house. Well, anyway, he gets knocked out in the locker room while he's like changing, and he's taken to a field <laughs> and buried to his neck. Oh, this scene. And then Ghoulface TM shows up and throws CGI bowling balls at him to death. Yeah. Then we cut to the ME scenes that were clearly shot in one day, and Tangina goes, "This was a powerful throw." <laughs> And I was dying because, by the way, she's while, talking to Meatloaf while she's talking to Meatloaf. And while Sarah is in agony during this movie, I drank the last of our tincture. Yeah. So I was flying high. I was dead sober and I was not having it. So stung by bees, Steve Zan, his name is Eddie. Ahead oh, of its time. Yeah. Ahead of its time. Stranger mm, Things. Yeah. And hey, they, Stranger Things. Think you got some lawsuits coming your way from the Wishcraft writers. <laughs> By the way, this movie grossed only like $350,000 worldwide. Off of like... A $5 million budget. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Uh, anyway, they arrest Eddie the Golf with, with no evidence. Yeah, like, procedurally, there's no evidence to prove that this dude's like, oh, he had confrontations with these people, but like, okay. And then w- Bumpers has like another interaction with Sam, and this is again where... My brain was working feverishly while on the tincture being like, so is she actually into him? Is an alternative option that she's like obsessed with him? Yeah. Did the wish make her obsessed with him and kill everyone who wrongs Or is she cuckoo bananas from the begins? Or was she cuckoo bananas from the begins? We don't know. Uh, at dinner, which he's having with Sam bumpers, that is. They're at like a diner. She goes to the bathroom and Desiree the golf chick shows up. Again, a character who... Has scenes cut, question mark? She's cute, though. She kind of looks Allie Lautner from the Final Destination movies. Oh, I see that. But she's got, like, Christina... Allie Larder. That's her name. But she has Christina Aguilera dirty era hair. Dude, I wrote that. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's, my God. She's looking pretty the cute. The Christina uh, y'all. Aguilera oh dirty music video it, on MTV was straight up pornography. Well, actually, in the back, like, all those posters behind her are, like, Viennese, like, like boy, like, sex posters, like, whatever. Sex boy. Like, like sex boy trafficking. Boy man. Yeah. Boy, boy Okay, desire. but Christina Aguilera, dirty era, like, that is... Oof. I, uh, had thoughts. Yeah, who didn't? Um, anyway, so Desiree's like, I thought you were cool, essentially, and she's like, what are you doing hanging out with this chick? And that was an interesting idea, too, that you and I talked about, which is... The popular kids didn't like you if no. you were one of the weirdos, mister. They called you the not fun F word, and at best, they called you a dyke or, you know, Satan whatever. worshiper. Satan whatever. worshiper. And which- so when you 
you didn't interact with them. And no. to do that, to like walk amongst their circles was a betrayal to the people who you hung out with who were constantly being treated by like shit by them. Yeah. Anyway, but Brett has this moment of weird guilt where he's like, oh, did I force this yeah. through wishcraft? <gasps> hey, that's the name of the movie. I said the thing. Uh, and then Desiree is immediately removed from the film through an elaborate hanging by zip cord scene but she sees meatloaf right before that like she's like walking in this deserted town because she's finishing her shift at like the diner and then meatloaf and his partner steve detective steve drive by and they're like oh hi and then she gets hung by uh, wanna get dirty it's about time to get hung by a zipline uh by uh ghoul face Damn. Uh, and <laughs> then she like doesn't die, so he like jumps on her body to hang her better. And I was like, you could just leave her there. She wouldn't have been able to like pull herself up. She would. It's, it's very weird. The whole town is deserted. This ghoul face dude pulls some serious acrobatics, which has to be explained later on in the stupidest way. The dumbest way. Anyway, yeah, we cut to our NCIS CSI set, and Meatloaf has not provided any good reasoning. And after Desiree's death. Essentially, Eddie can't be the killer. Yeah, because so he's already he's in released. jail. Yep. Uh, and we get the obligatory, if you don't do this in seven days, we're calling the FBI. That's not really how this works. That's but how it works. N- yeah. No. Your chief is like, gives you an, ob- like an arbitrary amount of days yeah. to solve the case. And then the FBI shows up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I've at, seen Mindhunter. I know how this shit works. At the station, they've brought in a guy who they think is the killer. And that man is... Weird Christopher Maloney. Slash... Christopher Lloyd from uh, Dennis Christopher the Lloyd from Dennis. <laughs> who looks like he'd also be like a session drummer for White Zombie. He also looks like he'd be like a background family member in either The Hills Have Eyes or Wrong Turn. Or House of a Thousand Corpses. Ooh, yeah. His name would be like Jethro Madhouse or some Spit shit. Spitsteak Jethro Cullabuddy. Cullabuddy? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, and this guy admits to the killings, and he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we know he's not the killer, because yeah. he was in one other scene. One other scene, and if you blinked, you would have missed when it. When he saw Jimbo. Oh, that's the thing, like, in route. Oh, we already talked about yeah, this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Bumpers is going to take Sam to Howie's vacation house to reveal that he did dot, 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 <gasps> wishcraft. Damn. But also to, like, soften the blow, right? Yeah. Because uh, you should always make it romantic when you tell a woman a lie. Well, you should make it romantic when you reveal to a woman that you've used supernatural abilities to coerce her. Are you going to do that to me on our wedding day? Like, yeah. are you finally going to be like, Sarah, I wishcrafted you? And I'll be like, huh. All right. Well, here we are. Better than online dating. Better than online dating. That's for sure. Do you want to see me hold this fish? But while Howie and Brett Bumpers are talking about this plan, Cody's in the bathroom. <gasps> oh, no, it's Cody's. It's Cody's buddy. The sort of black looking guy. He will die. Very He's soon like the after. only person of color in this whole movie. We do immediately fulfill the stereotype. In yeah, this he's movie. dead soon. He's like, he tells Cody that Brett Bumpers is taking his girl to the shore house and Cody don't like that. No, there's like a, a scene where they're trying to confirm that the bowling ball that was used could fit the fingers of... Well, that's the thing. They keep having fucking Christopher Maloney press Hillbilly. conferences for, like, the killer because, like, people are like, oh, all these kids are getting fucking murked and shit. And I guess, like, the DA. We don't know because they never really introduce him. Like, the fucking DA is like, yo, did you fucking compare the bowling ball, like, finger holes to the fucking crazy guy that and you arrested? And because I guess Meatloaf is playing a really bad detective in this. He's a very this. bad detective. He's like, 
Let me do that now. <laughs> right before the press conference. And they get to the cell where fucking Christopher Maloney's being held. And they're like, stick your fingers <laughs> in these holes. And his fingies are too big for the holes. Too big. Which then led me to believe, I'm like, oh my God, is it a woman? Because if like this man's fingers don't fit and like those holes are like exceptionally small. I'm like, so that like, would then follow the narrative of Samantha being insanely obsessed with yeah. Brett and killing every man that says something or does something weird to him. Yeah. No. No. Sorry, you're too smart for this movie. <laughs> We're in the third act now. Finally, Jesus Christ. This movie is only like an hour and 42 minutes. It felt like four hours. Oh, I was, I I was here for this. It. Um, and the jocks arrive at the shore, at the, uh, sorry, the... Mountain house. The mountain house. Which is oddly Victorian. Yeah, and they're there to fuck up Brett Bumpers, right? Who is there with Samantha. Yes. And Donkulips is there. For whatever reason. He has not been a character in this movie not until now. Not at all. He has, li- like we said, he literally he has He wasn't one- even in the background. No. Not in the background. Nothing. He just pops up, you know, and he's just like, I guess I lost Butnik at some point, and so here I am now. And then immediately... Get to Axe. Black head. Jock Guy dies. Yep. And literally, I think Donkulips has less than five minutes of screen time. Less than that, yeah. And he has a severed head, and someone needs to turn the severed head scene, which looks like it's like a really rough shot i can't help but think yeah, again the, the grain quality goes in and out yeah um, it's very odd someone needs to turn that into a salute your shorts shirt <laughs> uh but anyway yeah these characters are immediately disposed of and cody and brett bumpers tussle tussle uh, and then eventually cody is killed well, right, off, off screen. screen and brett and sam it's a whole cat and mouse thing. They end up in the attic. Well, because he's already told her at this point, he's like, yo, I fucking wish that you'd be in love with me and shit. And she gets pissed, rightfully so. And she like goes upstairs and that's when Cody breaks in the house and like starts fucking with bumpers. So Sam's upstairs and you're like, okay. And then Cody gets uh, bumpers knocked out or whatever, like fucks And at up. this point we were like, okay, so is Samantha insane? And so she thinks she's in that room, but, but she's, she's not committing the killings. Are we high tensioning this bitch? Like what's going on? You know, again, we're giving this a lot we're of too credit. much credit. So much credit. And this set piece is like interminable. It's horrible. Uh, and the other issue too, with this is that I brought this up. Uh, if Samantha has been enchanted into believing that she loves Brett, even if he told her that he enchanted her, she would still be like, yeah, I don't care because magic is being used on me. Unless the logics are that if you bring up the wish to the person, then it breaks a spell. But But we don't know. We don't know any of the rules. We weren't told any of that, right? Anyway, cat and mouse stuff, cat and mouse stuff. Then the killer has one of those voice changers. Again, not used in the whole movie. No, we never hear the killer ghoul face, uh, Tim, speak at all this entire time. And there's never been a reason for him to. No. Uh, and then the movie, like, that's the thing that I realized about the movie at this point. The movie loves to start a scene, like, really dynamically, and then it loses gas. Yeah, immediately. 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 And they're like, meh! It's like me when I start a movie, I'm like, yeah! And then in five minutes, I'm like, well, I'm so sleepy, what if I just went to bed now? <laughs> yeah, you do like to do that. So, Ghoulface confronts Bumpers. And ghoul bumpers face. and ghoul face. Bumpers, bumpers and ghoul be face. ghoul face. A Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> and I imagine he's like a little car, like a bumper car. Yeah. And then ghoul face is like a Scooby-Doo ghoul face. And they're like running around like wacky races. There you go. Thank Fully you. realized. Hanna-Barbera, where's our check? Uh, and he has that voice changer. So he's like, I'm the guy that sent you the fucking 
dick and and <laughs> it was you fucked up you hardcore fucked up oh he pulls off his mask and who is it sarah it's the fucking history teacher it's rl sign baby which is like what we thought at the beginning of the movie we're like oh it's clearly the history teacher he's like the one that did it and then like we gave this movie way too much credit and we're like Oh, so I was fucking right the whole goddamn time. It was a Scooby-Doo effect. It was one of the first people we met who he suspected. Yeah. And then he proceeds to tell a story much more interesting than the movie itself. <laughs> yeah, I know. About how he received this. No, he went to like Indonesia or something. Right, right. And, and he, he got it, it as a totem. Yeah. He didn't think much of it, but I guess he has a horrible wife, according to him, and he had her killed yeah. by wishing it. Yeah. His second wish was that he wished for fuck you money. Yeah. Which is funny that he says that. That's yeah. ahead of its time kind of language. Um, and then we're going to find out about his third wish. But yes. Brett's like, okay, you're a fucking millionaire. Why are you still teaching? He's like, I love to teach. Oh, I love to instill minds. But I could, every, oh, everyone sucks. Yeah. Kids these days, you know? Uh, and then that's where Ben and I were like, couldn't you have wished that these fucking kids gave a shit about school? And like, you couldn't, couldn't you wish for a better world? That's the other issue with Monkey's Paw shit is like people in these movies can't be deliberate with their wishes because then there's no movie. Yeah. But you could make with all the options available and thinking it through. I mean, you can make a lot of big changes. And that's like the thing. And it's like in every other movie, it's like it's never called into question like the morals of these people. It's just like, oh, greed, whatever. But this guy gets fucking pissed that Brett Bumpers doesn't make the world better. But I'm like, okay, but like you motherfucker had this shit and you wish for your fucking wife to be dead and then you wish for fucking money. So why aren't you fucking wishing for a better fucking world if this is like your fucking shtick and stuff? So like, how, it makes no goddamn sense. How did R.L. Stein perform all these feats of acrobatics when he only has spindly fingies that are good for writing say cheese and die well his third wish was for super strength essentially he wished to be like strong and agile and shit how strong and agile relative to what we don't know doesn't yeah. at this point i was cackling because this is like he kind of almost looked like rick moranis in the um Spaceballs movie when he removes like his like cape and he's just like in his little voice box thing and he's like in his armor and i'm like is this just McRickard? Darth Helmet? Dark Helmet, yeah. Yeah. Hot. Too hot. <laughs> What's this? It's called Mr. Coffee, sir. <laughs> and then in, in a scene that is like beyond belief uh, and doesn't need to exist at all, we find out that the reason why Howie couldn't become a badass yes. is because the dick needs to be given. The wish dick needs to be yeah. given willingly. Given. Yeah. And because it was stolen, that's why the wish didn't stolen work. Stolen valor. And again, you know, uh, oh, Professor Arlstein's really mad that, as we as we suspected, yeah. that Brett squandered his wishes on, on um, Amy Smart. Yeah. Uh, not Amy Smart. So... Sam is the last on the kill list for R.L. Stein, which makes no sense because she's like kind of fine. Like she's not like she's a, not a genius, but she's not disruptive or rude. As somebody who got straight C's in high school and is now graduated uh, from uh, Rutgers with honors, um, I can tell you that not everybody in high school from the Jersey Mike Serena, no the less. Jersey Mike Serena, <laughs> is that like not everybody in high school has like come into their own like. People are smart, but they don't always show it because it's difficult. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is, like, I know that we're giving this movie way too much credit, but, like, it pisses me off because I'm like, okay, but, like, Sam is, like, a nice girl. Like, she's at least going to tutoring. She's at least trying. Well, Bumpers doesn't want Sam to get killed. Yeah. So he tries to tussle with R.L. Stein, but R.L. Stein, like, 
super throws him yeah. in a scene that belongs in like Angel. Yeah. You know? Uh and then Arl Stein, who's like got super Freddy powers, knocks out Samantha. And we, oh, we find out that Cody died. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, he got Friday like Friday the 13th, onto yeah. the door, right? We didn't see it, but yeah, it doesn't whatever. matter. You don't really see a lot of impact shots, again, I think. Editing. Even though those movies are, like, that's fucking stupid. We get a scene where Professor Arlstein has strapped Samantha to the wall and is now doing, like, Viking axe throwing. Yeah. So, at the last moment, right, you're Brett. Now, Brett has only made two wishes. Yep. So he's got he one has left. a third wish. Yep. So he could. Reverse all the events that happened. He could make the professor explode. Yeah. He could infinite things. Yeah. Well, he wishes for superpowers, but he wished to be stronger, bigger, and faster, or something like that, than R.L. Stein. Cool. Are you fucking out of your mind? That's your fucking wish, bro. That's your fucking wish. And literally, Samantha goes, that's what you wished for? I know! like that's- While she's strapped to the wall with axes thrown around her body, she's like, are you fucking high? Yeah, she's like, I, I do like Sam in this whole movie, because she's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, are you kidding me, Bumpers? <laughs> you, fu- you fucking kidding me, Bumpers? <laughs> bro! Uh, yeah, and he catches the axe, that's what happens. That's how we find out yeah, that he uses he last agility. wish uh, to, like, have flash powers. Because okay. he catches the axe, is thrown by Professor R.L. Stein. Um... But he didn't wish for being smarter. No. Nope. So he gets his like shit pushed in for a little while. Yep. He gets hit by a car. There's a, a fight between them with the axes. There's some lawn jockey this food. Drags on, dude. There's some I was samurai so sword mad. Foo. Um, and ultimately, I think he like, what does he do? He like stabs the sword through the back of his neck. Oh yeah, so he takes his katana, his jack oh, yeah. sword. Sorry, we didn't talk about the fact that it makes perfect sense that fucking Arl Stein, who's a nerd, would have like a fucking oh, katana. Yeah. As like his once weapon. you figure out all these deaths and like who's responsible, you're like, oh, this fucking nerd. Yeah, he would fucking kill um, people. My outfit is actually a reference to a little-known Shaw Brothers film. <laughs> No, but then you're like, oh, of course this fucking nerd would have these lame-ass deaths. So yeah, Brett eventually gets a samurai sword. I guess this dude has, like, multiple samurai swords. Uh, and he takes it because Brett's on the ground and fucking Arl Stein's on top of him. So he takes a samurai sword behind his neck, behind Arl Stein's and neck. severs and, like, his neck partially. And, like, partially severs his neck. Which it's cool. actually, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, And... We cut to all the police showing up, which they've got a lot of splaining to do. Lots of splaining to do's. And, We've made and, all, like, three false arrests at this point. Yeah. But, yeah. The police have a lot of splaining to do, but also Sam and Bumpers have a lot How of splaining How are you going to explain this? Be like, oh, my history teacher. He stalked us and killed all these kids. Also, a magic bull dick is involved. Yeah, I got a bull dick for you too, kid. Just bend over and I'll show you. Uh, and we find out that uh, Bumpers makes the right decision. And he gives Sam the dick totem. Yeah, which again, though, dick. if he has wished for her to love him unconditionally and the wish hasn't been broken, she'd be like, well, I don't want to change anything. Yeah. But this movie's not that smart. Nope. Um, and then we have Brett Bumpers Day. Brett Bumpers is named Town Hero. Mm. Nobody's mm. ordering the Bumpers sub from the local <laughs> sub place that's named after him. I can tell you that. Are they ordering the Bumpers bumper stickers, though? Fuck. <laughs> it just says... Bumpers? I... I went to the Brett Bumpers sub shop and all I got with this bumper sticker. Or it just says bumpers. I don't know. <laughs> Rubber baby bugger bunkers. Uh, and then 
in a scene that belongs more in like Euro Trip yeah, or American yeah. Pie, he we cut to Brett. He's talking to Howie's out of the picture. I don't know where Howie is. Yeah, Howie just disappears. Oh, they have a scene where he's like, Brett, you're the hero. Yeah, I love you. but that's yeah, goodbye whatever. movie. Uh, I'm your best friend. Who cares? Whatever. Uh, Brett is sitting under the tree that he sits under all the time. Yeah. And Sam comes up and she's like, oh, I guess I'm going to go and travel the world. And he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I guess I'm going to go back to my meaningless existence. And he goes back to his parents and his parents are like, oh, we had a premonition, Brett. And we gave you an open ticket to travel the world. And I was like, what kind of fucking economy was this? Yeah. Like, what kind of? Well, this is 2002. So, that's right after 9-11. I'm betting you airfare actually might have been pretty cheap. <laughs> and he looks over at Sam, and Sam's like, ha, 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 I wished for this. That's what she wished for? For his she parents? travel the world with Brett Bumpers. No, 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 no. Her exact wish had to have been, I wish that Brett's parents have a, a, a realization that they want Brett to from to come on this trip with me not that i can fucking like give world peace and they both mentioned that they're gonna leave that sunday and i'm like did you guys graduate high school yet like because this movie takes place while they're in school and you assume they're probably like seniors or whatever but like there's no graduation there's like they have their spring blanger whatever but like there's no prom the spring cum shot and i'm just like the spring bukkake so you could just the spring bang. I, I i don't well, um, see, school's it, canceled because of all of the deaths that happened that were so poorly covered by the police that, like, the whole town is like, we got to just regroup. We got to fire everybody. That's it. Oh, and we huh? never see Detective Meatloaf again, other than the oh, scene yeah. where they call Bumpers Hero. Yeah, that's it. Hero Bumpers Day. Hero Baby Bumper Day. Um, all right. How many <laughs> preserved bull dicks that operate on a type of magic that is extremely inconsistent do you give this out of 10 like four and a half okay okay and uh two of those points are for meatloaf two and a half points are for tangina and zero points for everybody else and none for gretchen Wieners. and none for gretchen Wieners. this movie is so fucking <laughs> awful i'm so mad no like you were stoned so i don't think you truly understand like how bad this movie was and it was just like there were so many things that could have happened, and that's why I was excited, but then none of those exciting things happened. I was like, oh, it's just a Scooby-Doo thing all over again, but for an hour and 42 minutes. An hour and 42 minutes! Also, Bumpers and Sam like don't really have any chemistry. <laughs> I would never fuck a man named Bumpers, okay? I don't care if you look like Ryan Gosling, but if your name is Bumpers, that's... We're gonna you don't have want to be Mrs. Hammy Bumpers? <laughs> It sounds like a diaper brand. Hey, Hammy Bumpers could also be like a Muppet character. <laughs> I wanted to be a cross between Animal and Janice and Dr. Teeth. <laughs> sounds horrifying. And the big guy, uh, Sweetums. Oh, dude, I love Sweetums. Sweetums height. I want Sweetums height. No, I'm already scared. Dr. Teeth. No, no. Janice outfits, animals playing skills. Jesus Christ. That's, that's... <laughs> That's kind of like how you make a WWF wrestler. <laughs> so yeah, don't watch this movie, you guys. There's so many better movies. Like I said, if you watch it for free and you're stoned, I guess maybe if you're bored. But honestly, don't waste your money on this. I give this... I, I'm actually not far off from you. I gave this a 5 out of 10. Oh, nice. I am shocked by the audacity of this film. 
This film takes two amazing actors who clearly didn't want to be in it and puts them in scenes that were shot in one day. Oh, yeah. It takes a magic element that you're like, it can't truly be magic because the setup is of Scream-esque slasher. And then the magic is real. It has superpowers in it. Sure. It has unbelievable kills that all of the impact shots are cut away from. They're also nerd. It also follows the through line of a lot of these bad movies where there is so much setup, so much dense character development, and so many red herrings and so many plot lines that go nowhere. Like the boobylicious girlfriend. Like she never fucking comes back, does she? She doesn't get killed, right? She doesn't get killed. She she just like dips out. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of blown away. Like, if you want to get together with friends, have a couple of beers, have some shots, and marvel at it. And it is very clearly the product of cutting, studio interference, and what seems to me heavy rewrites. Because at the end of the day, what we talked about earlier is that the killings do not connect at all to the wishcraft. No. So ultimately, this isn't a monkey's paw movie. No. This is a magic lamp ghost face movie. There's no repercussions for R.L. Stein when he kills his wife. He's like, yeah, nobody fucking figured out I killed my goddamn wife. And there's no repercussions ultimately for bumpers. He learns nothing. Yeah, so nobody learns anything. So in the monkey's paw tradition, there is no like reason for any of it. There's no consequence. Right. Um, So this movie is just... It's fucking audaciously bad. Yes, I agree. Um, so yeah, uh, ultimately, I do not recommend unless you have some potions on hand. Oh, magic potions! Like That's purple, right. sparkly magic potions that like exactly. pop out of like beakers and uh, the other guys that hang out. You know uh, what should have been the who's end the of- other Muppet Beaker and uh, Nalgene? Bunsen, <laughs> Nalgene, yeah, Nalgene. You know what should have been the last scene? No, is Brett standing like he's on a building it would be kind of like the end of dracula 2000 where it's kind of doing like a batman cool Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm, and he's mm -hmm. like that's right my last wish my new name is brett bernstein (laughs) the bumper's curse is lifted nice and he's like it's like at the end of holes where the yelnats curse is lifted well there and yelnats is actually stanley spelled backwards stanley yelnats did there would be a scene where uh, like an old ghost in 20s clothing came up and he'd be like (laughs) Brett, I was the man who invented bumpers for pinball machines, and you freed me. He finally gets out the pinball machine, and all the pinball machines across America go dark in his honor. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, dude. Even the Simpsons and the Sopranos ones. Even our Iron Maiden one? Yeah. At the dive bar I went to? Yeah. Shit. Well, our next movie is a me pick. Uh, they're all you picks. I would like to point out to everyone, I have not picked Freddy a versus sing- Jason. Okay, that was the only one I got to pick, and I fought for that one. You will do the next pick after this. Thank you. Time from, for Hammy's time. From 1998. Oh, okay. Starring. Oh, no. Katie Holmes. Nick okay. Stahl. I know what this is. James Marsden. I already know what this is. William Sadler. Ethan Embry. Catherine Isabel. Holy moly. This, to me, is a chef's kiss. Not so much for me. Disturbing behavior. Whoop, whoop. So until next time, don't blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. (laughs) 